Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 65, verses 5 through 12. For God alone my soul waits in silence, for my hope is from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, I shall not be shaken. On God rests my deliverance and my honor, my mighty rock, my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. In the balances they go up. They are together lighter than a breath. Put no confidence in extortion, and set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this. The power belongs, that power belongs to God. And steadfast love belongs to you, O Lord. For you repay to all according to their work. Jeremiah chapter 19, verses 1 through 15. Thus said the Lord, Go and buy a potter's earthenware jug. Take with you some of the elders of the people and some of the senior priests, and go out to the valley of the son of Hinnom at the entry of the potsherd gate, and proclaim there the words that I tell you. You shall say, Hear the word of the Lord God. O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I am going to bring such disaster upon this place that the ears of everyone who hears it will tingle, because the people have forsaken me, and I have and have profaned this place by making offerings in it to other gods, whom neither they nor their ancestors nor the kings of Judah have known, and because they have filled this place with the blood of the innocent, and gone on building the high places of Baal to burn their children in the fire, as burnt offerings to Baal, which I did not command or decree, nor did it enter my mind. Therefore the days are surely coming, says the Lord, when this place shall no longer be called Topheth, or the valley of the Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. And in this place I will make void the plains of Judah and Jerusalem, and will make them fall by the sword before their enemies, and by the hand of those who seek their life. I will give their dead bodies for food to the birds of the air and to the wild animals of the earth. And I'll make this city a horror, a thing to be hissed at. Everyone who passes by it will be horrified in this, and will hiss because of all its disasters. And I'll make them eat the flesh of their sons and the flesh of their daughters, and I'll also eat the flesh of their neighbors in the siege, and the distress with which their enemies and those who seek their life afflict them. Then you shall break the jug, the jug in the sight of those who go with you, and shall say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, So will I break this people in this city, as one breaks a potter's vessel, so that it can never be mended. In Topheth they shall bury until there is no more room to bury. Thus will I do to this place, says the Lord, and to its inhabitants, making this city like Topheth. And the houses of Jerusalem and the houses of the kings of Judah shall be defiled like the place of Topheth. All the houses upon whose roofs offerings have been made to the whole host of heaven, and libations have been poured out to the other gods. 
When Jeremiah came from Topheth, where the Lord had sent him to prophesy, he stood in the court of the Lord's house and said, said to all the people, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I am now bringing upon this city and upon all its towns all the disaster that I have pronounced against it, because they have stiffened their necks, refusing to hear my words. Revelation chapter 18, verses 11 through 20. And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her, since no one buys their cargo anymore. Cargo of gold, silver, jewels, and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet, all kinds of scented wood, all articles of ivory, all articles of costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, olive oil, choice flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, slaves, and human lives. The fruit for which your, long, your soul longed is gone from you, and all your dainties and your splendor are lost to you, never to be fa- found again. The merchants of these wares, who gained wealth from her, will stand far off, in fear of her torment, weeping and mourning aloud. Alas, alas, the great city, clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, with jewels and with pearls, for in one hour all this wealth has been laid waste. And all shipmasters and seafarers, sailors and all whose trade is on the sea, stood far off and cried out as they saw the smoke of her burning. What city was like the great city? And they th- drew dust on their heads and they, as they wept and mourned, crying out, Alas, alas, the great city, where all who had ships at sea grew rich by her wealth, for in one hour she has been laid waste. Rejoice over her, O heaven, you saints and apostles and prophets, for God has given judgment for you against her. Good morning, and welcome to the second Thursday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Iamsville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 62, Jeremiah 19, and Revelation 18. And it is a terrifying read. Um, both the Old Testament and New Testament readings are pretty dire. Um, <clears throat> and uh, in Jeremiah in particular, the you know, there's this long kind of story of, of God telling Jeremiah to go tell the people that you know they're going to be destroyed. And in it they mention uh, child sacrifice, um, which is uh, you know really just disgusting to God. Um, but other other gods in the you know in Canaan um, called for it, and so God knows that um, they're listening to other gods and they're trying to impress other gods. Um, you know, um, you know. Basically, uh, there's a line in there: the whole host of heaven. Um, you know, anything you can find in the skies, you'll you'll worship it and do whatever it is that you think that it demands. <clears throat> um, and they're going to be destroyed, and um, and Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet because he witnessed firsthand the destruction of Jerusalem and the carrying off of everybody to um, the to captivity. And uh, in Revelation, you see that there's a similarly like you know dire warning: the city is going to be destroyed, the land is you know doomed. But it's through the eyes of merchants, through like a commercial lens, and 
you know, mentions all these fine, you know, products that that are important to them, and then um, through the eyes of these merchants, the readers are told that you know the the city is going to be destroyed in, in as little as an hour, um, and you know the sailors see the smoke and then they mourn, um, <clears throat> and the the merchants. Uh, you know, it, it, it kind of evokes wealth and prosperity. Um, and there's this caution um, throughout the Bible, but I think especially in some of the Gospels, uh, Luke and John, uh, they're both pretty clearly sided with the poor. Um, and the rich are not necessarily enemies, but certainly suspicious. I'm sure you've heard of, of the line that it's, easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And, I mean, the, the good news is that they can, but it's really friggin' hard. Um, and so this kind of, you know, suspicion against the wealthy and wealth itself and uh, things that what the wealthy like really kind of comes forth in this passage from Revelation. The city is prosperous um, and... Uh, everybody kind of has what they want, and that's when you forget about God. That's when you start making child sacrifices. That's when you just find whatever it is that you want to appease you in the skies and uh, neglect what's important, whether that's the poor or God. Um, <clears throat> and so each of these passages have something to do with complacency that comes with um, prosperity. Um, the 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 jug that Jeremiah is told to go purchase um, wouldn't have been cheap. Uh, pottery, you know, that used to be, um, you know, far more like central to uh, commerce and, and everything else than it is now. Like, I know my coffee mug is ceramic, um, but I can't think of anything else, frankly, other than like you know, kind of decorative stuff. But um, pottery back in the ancient Near East was really important. Uh, it, you know, it may have been ex really expensive, but it also may have been kind of even mundane things were hard to come by. Um, and so again, there's this kind of representation of wealth. Um, and it's not the wealth that's a problem. It's what wealth does to people. Um, and uh, that's one of the reasons, or I suppose that's certainly a reason why um I think that God is really interested in, you know, kind of the grunts of of life. You know, if we're thinking about the military as its own culture, it's about the lowest ranking E1 um, because they're far less likely to have been influenced by the trappings of power and wealth. Um, if you have a lot and you have a whole lot more than your neighbor, there's a really good chance that you got some of that unjustly. If you have nothing it's far less likely that you've done something to get something that you don't have. Um, and so the, and the military in more, you know, in more macro sense in terms of like the wider society, um, you're far more likely to enlist if you are um, uh, just above the poverty line or lower middle class. Um, and so that's one of these reasons that I'm so fascinated by not just my own military service, but military service as it relates to the church, 
because right now America's relatively prosperous. It may not be doing so well, but um, we're still pretty decent in terms of um, affluence. Um, and <clears throat> uh, so the military kind of stands out for this place where, um, you know, it's it's still something that you have to earn. Like everybody goes through boot camp or officer basic or something. Um, and there's this kind of equalizing thing. Um, that isn't to say that every single military person is a good person. Um, I mean, that a lot of people are making a big deal about the capital breach, having so many military veterans. So it isn't a solve all. Um, but the the likelihood of of uh, you know a veteran being a relatively decent person um, is, I think, and this is purely subjective, is more likely than for someone who you know has has kind of skated through life. And um, I don't know why I have this thing against like uh, the entrepreneurial class, I guess you'd call them, where everything has to be smiles and sunshine and it's all about how much you can accumulate or so I don't know, but that's, that's a bias I have. Um, but the, um, it doesn't say it explicitly in our readings this morning, but I do think it's there that the danger of comfort and complacency can lead us to some pretty effed up stuff like child sacrifice. Um, and that God will write that God intervenes, um, in ways that we probably won't like. Um, and it's not that wealth and affluence are bad, but what they do to us. And similarly, um, it's not that the military is bad. It's it's what does it do to us? On the whole, does it make people better, or on the whole, does it make them more complacency, more complacent? Um, and so the um, the warning is to always be on watch against not just you know dangers from outside, but dangers from inside. What is becoming of us? Are we so comfortable and complacent that we neglect the important things? Um, maybe we're not sacrificing children, but what are the other things that we're doing that are that go against God's will and that um, hurt others and and violate the you know the the meaning of the universe as God created it? A prayer for guidance from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment and light rises up in darkness for the godly, grant us, in all our doubts and uncertainties, the grace to ask what you would have us do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, and that in your light we may see light, and in your straight path may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. 
prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.